Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hannah. I'm Tiffany. And welcome to Witchy Weirdos. I will never, ever, ever get over that intro. <laughs> I love it. We're so, nailing it. So today we have something not random in nature for this podcast, but definitely random in format. We're yes. basically going to be doing haunted places sales pitches. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you heard the end of our last podcast, I basically brain dumped the idea. It made no sense. But it kind of seemed fun, so we're going to do it. Yeah, I love this idea. (laughs) Yeah, we have three places each. We have double-checked that we don't have the same ones, because that would have just been a disaster. (laughs) And our luck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I'm going to dive in with my first one, because I'm I'm way too excited about it. Yes, go Um, for it. So... The, one, the first one that I've got, oh my God, we are going here, even if you don't want to go here. I feel um, like this whole list is just like <laughs> one big road trip waiting to happen. I can't wait. Um, so the first one is Pluckley in Kent. So Pluckley is a village in Kent. Um, and if you want like hot fuzz vibes, like hot fuzz little village vibes, but with ghosts instead of a cult. Oh my this God. is like, it sums up so perfectly. That um, actually sounds like my dream. It Honestly, you're going to love this. Um, so Pluckley is said to be the most haunted village in Britain. Um, and it has like, you know, like picture perfect, tiny village like appearances. Like that's exactly it. It's like a sleepy little corner of Kent, but it's known for having at least 12 resident ghosts, which, oh my God. which get this in 1989. And it's placed in the Guinness World Book of Records. No way. My place has credentials. Don't even try me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there have been reports of local ghosts uh, by, like, locals and visitors for years. Um, And among the apparitions, there are some that come up, like, again and again. And those are, there's this one about this headmaster that was found hanging by students. Um, And someone called the Watercress Woman, who's said to sit on Pinnock Bridge, smoking her pipe and drinking gin, which is a vibe. Yeah, such a vibe. Um, So, I'm going to give you some more information to tease this one out of you a little bit so this is this information is from ghostlyconnections.com which sounds like ghost tinder but unfortunately it does a little bit like meet your after dad love interests yeah when i when i read it i was like is this a ghost dating (laughs) app i love it i'm glad i know about it now (laughs) um so the hanging man um so this one is also known as the schoolmaster or the ghost of Dicky Buses Lane. But what it comes down to is there are four different accounts of that story. So the first version is that the hanging body was of a schoolmaster that was suspected to have committed suicide after World War One, And the hanging body of the schoolmaster was found, um, well, the schoolmaster was from Smarden. I don't know if that's like a place nearby. I think it's from the other ones. I think it's a place nearby. Sounds um, like and- it. Yeah, and he was found by Richard Buss a few weeks after he went missing. So oh that gosh. story like doesn't have a lot of detail to it, but that's like version one. That's got such um, like campfire traditional story, isn't it? Like it, yeah, mysterious. You're so right. and, yeah, oh, <laughs> it's creeping me out, but in such a good way. Oh, you have no idea. This place is terrifying. I've got so many stories for you. Oh my god. Um, the second version is that a guy called Henry Turf was the headmaster of Pluckley School. So he was close friends with the headmaster of the nearby village of Smarden School. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So that headmaster would travel to Pluckley every Sunday and visit her and they would talk about politics. 
for some reason. That's super interesting. Um, however, <laughs> one Sunday, the headmaster from Smarden went missing and he was later found on the land leading to the mills. So he had he had hanged himself in the tree. Um, oh, man. And apparently, completely bereaved by this, Henry Turf decided to take his own life a few days later. Um, so he did so in the same place, um, in the same manner as his friend. And although the headmaster of Smarden's ghost is never seen, apparently Turf ghosts are seen on that lane. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and so he's apparently seen hanging from the tree. Oh, that's horrific. Yeah, I know. Can um, you imagine driving past and just like, mm-hmm. oh, God, creepy. I know, I know. Um, version three is that in the 1920s, at the end of Dick Bus's Lane, um, a group of children on their way to school came across the body of their teacher hanging from the branch of a tree. Um, oh. The reason for the suicide was apparently never discovered, but on certain nights when there's like a light breeze rustling the trees and apparently a full moon, um, he can be seen. Oh my god! Just like swinging there. Oh my god! Yeah. You're giving me such chills. This Can't is cope. just. Th- I swear, this is just like one story from this whole place. I have so That's many. Insane. Like, it's absolutely mad. Um, the fourth version of it is basically the same as the second, but it's saying that. Um, the person that committed suicide was from Smarden school only and Henry didn't commit suicide. Oh, so he just um, like found the body instead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently Richard, like the headmaster that was at Pluckley actually went to meet Richard Buss, who became the Phantom of the Pinnocks, which is like a whole different story. Oh God. Um, and they were the ones that would talk about politics and stuff. But on Sunday, um, Henry Turf, who was the headmaster of Pluckley school, didn't appear. And then his body was found hanging in the tree. So I like I went and I looked some of this up. Like I looked for articles and stuff. And yeah. It looks as though it was Henry Turf that committed suicide, not um, the headmaster of Smarden, because okay. the headmaster of Smarden lived to like after all of this. Okay. So I think like these are the different versions, but I think it was actually Henry Turf that is like the supposed ghost. Um, so that's like just one tiny thing. Oh my God. But if we went to this place, right, there is already a full South ghost tour, like walking yes, tour. Yes, I love that. Yeah, it takes three hours. It takes you all around Pluckley to all the different locations. Oh it God. gives you historical context to every single point and very explicit di- directions on like where to look. Oh. And I've got a few of the things that are on the ghost trail for you just to like. Oh my God, I yeah. want to go like, so badly. Yeah. You're doing good. Mm-hmm. This is a good like travel agent speech right oh. now. I know, I've really thought about this. <laughs> so, um, so these include, but are not limited to, believe me, there's only five of them, um, the Church of St. Nicholas. So that's like one of the stops. And that's um, basically numerous memories of memories? memories, numerous members of the Nicholas family were buried there. Um, and there's apparently a strange dancing light that you can see in the Ooh. upper section of the window, like on your right. Um, and that's often accompanied by the sound of knocking from the family vault beneath your feet. Oh, my God. I know. Oh. Then there's the next one called the Greystones. So the Greystones is a location haunted by a monk who drifts among the surrounding trees. He's oh um, said to have lived in Tudor times um, and is reputed to have fallen in love with the master of the neighbouring property. And she died under tragic circumstances. And then he sank into like a state of depression and like bitterness. Um, and apparently his only solace was walking in like these green fields at the Greystones. But as time passed, he got more and more depressed. And um, he eventually died of a broken heart. Oh, 
tragic monk love story I know and then number three which is kind of like the reverse which is her story is about Rose Court Um, and this house is at least 250 years old said to have been built by a member of the Daring family for his mistress but the story (laughs) goes that this mistress fell in love with that monk who lived at Greystones um, and then the whole love triangle was like found out and it was really distressing and so she drank a, this is what it says a fatal cocktail distilled from the juices of ivy and other poisonous oh berries oh my god I what mean, like, a way to go though what a way right like if you're gonna do it like I've, I've never heard anything more me ever like I'm gonna <laughs> sip on this cocktail and I'm done with you bitches that's not like a cry for help <laughs> I promise it's not <laughs> uh, the next one is the invisible ghostly woman these are literally there are so many oh stops on this tour Hannah it's insane um you've got me in such so, like a creeped out but also very like you, intrigued yeah. and sort of relaxed yeah. state which I, is very weird you're welcome (laughs) um so the invisible ghostly woman this one's like very this isn't like there's not too much detail about this but apparently there's this lane um and more than one person can be heard like walking along the lane and apparently if you're walking along you can hear like a man and a woman just like chatting really happily and a dog just like playfully yapping that's just like some this is just in like one random lane in like one random street in this tiny ass village that's haunted by everything (laughs) um Oh, this next one. Uh, this is the last one I've got because there were so many, but I didn't want to spoil it because we are going here. Oh, um, yeah. This one is called Fright Corner. Um, so it's an area wow. where a highwayman is said to have met a really, like, gruesome oh. death, basically, yeah. Um, so the story goes that he was pursued across the field by forces of law. So, like, whatever the police were at that time. Um, and he had, like, a final stand against them with, like, his back against this massive oak tree that was apparently stood there until quite recently. I think it was just removed. Um, but basically, he was, like, fighting these people as his last moments. <laughs> and he was, like, oh, he was finally overpowered by them. And someone, like, pierced him with, like, a sh- sharp steel sword. Oh. And that was apparently the first one. And then there was a bunch of steel swords. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that he had like this massive like final battle, and apparently, um, from time to time, people can like see this whole thing play out. Like they'll walk no past way. and see the whole situation. Yeah, um, so it's kind of two accounts. It's like people will say that they go past and they see that whole situation. They see like all of these like men stabbing this man against an oak tree, and others say that they just see his body like pinned to the tree with swords coming out of him. Um, wow. That I is know. intense. I love a good highwayman story as well. Like I know. They're such a like classic kind of story. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Oh. Um so on top of all of this, like that was five things. That ghost tour takes three hours. It's oh massive. God. Like I was going through the list and it's like so fully planned out. It even tells you, like, look in the top right corner. This is where people have reported this thing. Like oh, I love that. it's so good. So, and on top of all of that the towns around that village have so much recorded paranormal activity so, so if you crazy. wanted to like extend that trip you could literally stay in that area just, like, and town so much yeah so also more bang for your buck i mean yeah which so we I'm always like this place exactly this place has like the pl- it's all planned for us right yeah it's cheap if we want to go to multiple places it has credentials so we love a good credential I mean, it's in the Guinness World Book of Records. Um, and it's just, like, it's known to be, like, the most haunted oh, town. Oh, yeah. You've, like... So that is pluckly. You've gone all in on the first one, and now I'm just like... 
<laughs> I, to be fair, so that I love that one so much. Um, my second one is like kind of just entertaining to me, and my third one I'm so excited about. Oh <laughs> but yeah, that's Pluckling. That is so cool. I really We're want going. to go there. It sounds awesome, and it also sounds very like cutesy British, like adorableness yeah. at the same time. Honestly, when I looked at pictures, like I said, it was just like hot fuzz. I love village, that. But ghosts, <laughs> ghosts instead of a cult. Yeah. Will you invest? Will you invest in my? I will invest <laughs> trip. in your trip. I will invest Thank in your you. tour. It sounds Thank very you, good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. So, mm-hmm. I am going to start off with probably my least favorite one first. You know, okay. add a little bit of a, a twist in. Oh, love but it. But where you have credentials, my mm-hmm. first location has celebrity endorsement. No. So. <laughs> We are going to be talking about the five-star Shelbourne Hotel in Dublin. I didn't know if I said that right then, but I think it is Shelbourne. Shelbourne Hotel in Dublin. Okay. And to start this story off, we are going to talk about Lily Collins. No, I love Lily Collins. I absolutely love her. I I trust this bitch. What did she say? Well, this excites me even more because she she stated that this happened during filming for The Mortal Instruments, which is legit one of my favourite films. So yeah. I'm feeling very, like, pumped about this. Oh, my God. So we'll start with Lily Collins' experience, and then we'll talk about the mm-hmm. general kind of vibes in this place. Okay, so, tell me everything. Lily Collins was staying in this hotel while she was filming for the Mortal Instruments, and mm-hmm. she was staying in room 225, where she... Really a creepy number. ...believed that she was haunted and had shared this on a talk show, like, later... So she's shared this with, like, not just a small, like, interest, but with the whole world. So she must fully wow. believe this. Yeah. So she said when she was staying in this room, she could hear a giggling little girl ghost. Oh, my God, no. It's a no for Which me. Which is, like, the classic scary story. Oh. And what makes this even creepier is the Shelbourne Hotel is said to be haunted by a seven-year-old girl. Stop. So <laughs> Lily Collins essentially was haunted by this little girl and so the story of this girl um is that she was a seven-year-old who died in 1791 from cholera um so i think this was like before it was a hotel i think it must have been like a big manor or house or something like that and she was a servant or something along those lines but yes so she tragically Mm -hmm. died of cholera way before her time Mm-hmm. and she is said to haunt the hotel so not like this on the website it does say that there's a specifically haunted room okay. but i have two different room numbers written down for different experiences with this so i feel like Ooh. she might just haunt the hotel more than anything and okay. um, i've also heard like she isn't the only paranormal thing to occur but she is the famous thing to occur like you go mm-hmm. there looking for this little girl okay. so In 1965, um, a paranormal investigator called Hans Holzer and a professional psychic called Sibyl Leake went to investigate this location. And they said that they could experience like the traditional cold spots. They could hear different sounds, people talking, walking, all that jazz, all the common Mm -hmm. ghostly things. But what is super Mm -hmm. creepy about this experience took place in room 526 with the psychic Sibyl Leake. So she was lying in bed when she started to hear sounds of a little girl crying. Mm 
And so being a psychic, she kind of reached out to this presence and, you know, interacted with this this ghostly presence. And mm-hmm. she found out that it was this little girl ghost that had died. And it's the one that had died of yeah, cholera. So she interacted okay. with this girl and it said that she then encouraged the little girl to come and sit on the bed with her and she then held the little girl ghost while it cried oh stop so like it's quite a tragic little story really like obviously a lot of them are but yeah this this spirit seems to have a real connection to the hotel um Mm. it is a gorgeous hotel like it's a five-star hotel which is why it's probably like yeah my least favorite for this list because (laughs) like (laughs) we can't afford to go there no but also it is very like big very spooky but they don't tend to embrace their hauntedness that much you know like they're not a hotel that's offering lots of stuff to do with it really so they you you know it's one of those ones where they want to still be a famous five-star hotel not like a famous haunted hotel i see so that is the story of sherborne hotel and i do want to share as well so while i was looking for this hotel like i googled haunted hotels in dublin and mm-hmm. like a few came up there weren't crazy amounts and I found one that I was really like interested in but I couldn't find any information anywhere except okay. for a um like an Expedia or like a travel review that was a one no. and when this hotel was absolutely horrific like listed all these bad things and went but we did have a ghost experience so can't give it less than one <laughs> so love that <laughs> It was saved by this ghost experience. <laughs> so that is brilliant. But I yeah, love it. That is I the Shelburne it. Hotel from Dublin. Oh my god. Okay, so when we're eventually rich, yes. um, then we'll we'll do that. I'm here for it. And if Lily Collins I mean, endorses yes. this, then I believe her. Um, we'll just have to put it on the back burner. Until I know. And it. who doesn't want to like more than anything stay in the room that Lily Collins stayed in? Like, let I alone know. ghosts. Like, that's pretty cool. I know. Two for the price of one. I know. I love it. <laughs> okay. Back right. to you, my dear. Well, back to me. Um, this next one is like, it's not super ghosty, but it's weird. Oh. You'll see what I mean. Um, so this is Canuck Chase in the West Midlands, so near me. Um, basically, it's just this like largely densely wooded area, um, but it's become known as one of the UK's most paranormal hotspots. Um, but it's actually mostly famous for its werewolf Oh sightings. my god, I love it. I'm not, I'm not lying. I saw so many reviews. I looked this up and I was like, no that's way. insane. Like, I'm sorry. No way. But so many people, even like law enforcement, is <laughs> <laughs> mad. Um, so yeah, most famously known for its yes. werewolf sightings. Um, and apparently it, uh, the creature itself like prowls the outskirts of Stafford. Oh um, my god absolutely mad yeah so there have been numerous reports from people who live in the area um who say you know like they claim to have seen like this hairy wolf type creature standing on its hind legs um around the german war cemetery so there's this road it's called camp road and the um german war cemetery is sort of near that so if you go just off camp road apparently this is where loads of people see it um and so it's in between Stafford and Cannock. I don't even know if I'm saying them like that. It's hard um, with English names, aren't yes. they? They're always a little bit confusing. It's, I have no idea. Like, there's 
it's English it is hard language. Um, <laughs> so several of the witnesses claim that the creature sort of like springs up on its hind legs and when it's spotted it just like runs into nearby bushes. So there's like from what I found, there's nothing that's like this creature is like attacking people. It's just there cool. and people see it and then so it's it, like, just runs kind of away. in its habitat um, more than anything. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Cute. Um so in two thousand and seven which is like not no, that long ago. Also quite long ago. Um, oh, don't say that. Yeah, you're right. That's in the scheme of things, it's not um, that long ago. In the scheme of our lives, it is quite like long ago. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm moving swiftly on from that comment. I don't want to think about it. Um, so in 2007, which was not long ago, um, the Stafford Post newspaper ran a report which said that the West Midlands Ghost Club, who knew that was a thing, um, had been called to investigate calls from people who'd seen a werewolf-type creature prowling around the chase. Oh. Um, yeah, so several people they'd claim, claimed that they'd like seen this wolf walking on its hind legs, just like prowling around. Um, so the Ghost Club uh, took what's called credible eyewitness accounts <laughs> from the local scoutmaster and postman. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, wow, yes, credible eyewitness accounts, the local scoutmaster and postman. <laughs> um, and they apparently they claimed they came face to face with the werewolf. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> of course they did, yeah. Um, and so their description of it was a large dog-like mm-hmm. creature that raised itself up to its full height, which was almost seven oh, feet tall. Oh. And then apparently it darted into the bushes. Oh my when God, it was that thing has two feet on me. Like, that's a terrifying thought. Oh my god! Just yeah, to give context terrible. of how like big this thing is. <laughs> oh my god, um, <laughs> brutal. So, um, some of the uh, like theories around where this kind of came from, or how this creature came into being, um, there's this whole thing around the devil, um, and apparently, you know, obviously the devil's given responsibility mm-hmm. for a lot of evil stuff. Um, you know, from like curses to all kinds of things but apparently people blame um the devil for the werewolf of Cannock chase as well um and according to local legend basically all of this started in 1975 and it was when a 17 year old boy mm-hmm. of course a 17 year old boy um in central england in the mid 70s took out his ouija board <laughs> to test its powers so this like 17 year old kid whacks out a ouija board and he's just chilling and apparently um he says that he would trade the devil his soul for the power to turn oh, into a God. werewolf. Um, yeah, and shortly after, a friend said that he received a call from the teen boy, um, but could only hear, like, odd guttural noises from him. <laughs> Which is not a phone call um, you so want to you imagine, Can you imagine? I'll call you up and I'm like... Who's <laughs> <laughs> your guttural noise? That's my guttural noise. You sound like noise. wind blowing. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry for that. Um, <laughs> so whatever, calls him up, guttural noises. Um, and then a spicy take, the same young man, um, I think the one that called his friend, was found dead Ooh. soon after. Um, but then also the guy that was turned into a werewolf um, was found dead. And apparently he'd killed himself using a Ooh. silver knife. Silver being the only way to kill a werewolf. Oh, this guy was prepared for this situation, wasn't he? 
he was he just knew maybe he was like chilling with his Ouija board and he was like yo devil you can have my soul but I want to be able to be a wolf but like how can I end it all and like then he just starts making weird guttural noises and panics (laughs) and that was that (laughs) that was that um but yeah so apparently it isn't even just werewolves that are like in Canuck Chase there seems to be people (laughs) people say this area is like a portal to the bazaar is what is what it's been dubbed like i found so many articles that were like a portal to the bazaar um and also there was something that said magnet for the unexplained yes good better (laughs) Um, what's going on here i know yeah so um apparently apart from the werewolf rumors there's also reports of ufos like a ufo and ghostly children. Oh, God. Some I ghosty think that's worse kids. than the werewolf. Like, I think yeah. you're more intimidated by ghostly I, yeah. children than a werewolf. Yeah, if a werewolf came up to me, I'm like, <laughs> yo, what is this? If a ghost kid comes up to me, like, I might not end my own life because, like, that kid is terrifying and I will never sleep again. Um, but, yeah, so um, there was apparently even a bizarre sighting of what looked like a medical experiment oh, no gone way. wrong. Um and guess what? Guess what it was? It was a pig oh. man. Apparently there was a pig That man. is terrifying. Yes. I take it all um, back. That's the worst of the lot. I'd rather yeah, like, it's Yeah, I mean, if we have to rank it, like, UFO, cool. Yeah, I would that'd be awesome. That. Werewolf, that's all right. That's fine. Ghostly children, absolutely not. Pigman, yes. hard no. Pigman, I'm oh, good. Just, yeah, not on the top of my list. Yeah. I'm all right. Um, so what else have I got? Um, yeah, so apparently there's this whole theory that they're, like, living in the forest together. Um, and that just, yeah. like, terrifies me. So basically, yeah, all of those things, it all comes back to the devil, apparently. Um, and it's also yeah. a portal area. And it's just, like, this massive, densely, like, oh, wooded area. Like, it's basically, like, if you yeah. think Blair Witch Project, but, like, but with a, a bunch of weird weird things like more than just well, can you imagine if it was like that 17 um, year old boy didn't close off his Ouija board session and then like oh that's a really good point came the portal oh you're a genius I like a good Ouija board story <laughs> yeah and the best mm-hmm. bit about all of this guess what a hotel oh my god so it's like three quid <laughs> no it's not three quid <laughs> <laughs> it's 32 times my guess 32 <laughs> yeah no, my it sounds crap i have <laughs> but actually not 32 bad pounds one hotel room not yeah, bad that's very both us money. Well. and that's a I'm lot not to mad. explore i'm not mad especially so much to explore but we also could get lost in the oh, woods and be it. killed by a pig i man. really don't want to so, be killed i don't know swings and roundabouts <laughs> but yeah that's um the oh my god i love chase. it i didn't know that was a thing awesome <laughs> me neither absolutely mad <laughs> yeah well you i'm invest. not sure about this one i might have to consider there's a pig man involved do you know what now that i've really read it back yeah I like i need to reconsider if i want to go to this place. Like a little bit i think i think we've discovered our like boundaries now where it comes to creepy and that's a pig man yeah yeah, I don't know why, but like the idea of the pig man just like feels yeah. fundamentally it's just like wrong to me. Like yeah. it feels disturbed. Ugh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. The next one I've got is Ariton Manor. And Ariton Manor is in okay. the Isle of Wight. Because I clearly went Love kind it. of like coastal on some of these decisions. Hell yeah. You did. I didn't always you? like to be by the sea for any excuse. <laughs> so I kind of just like 
rolled with it. So true. Apparently, the Isle of Wight is actually mm-hmm. quite like a haunted island. Like I read somewhere that it's like one of the. Most... I have stories from the Isle That's of Wight. Like, it's cool, isn't it? Like it's one of the most haunted places. Yeah. What? When um when I went to the Isle of Wight, I went on like one of those um you know like school trips at one of those like oh, yeah. adventure places, and we we stayed in a cabin in the middle of the woods, and I will not lie to you that oh place God. was terrifying it was definitely haunted another time okay. i'll tell you those stories we'll put a pin in continue. that we'll come back i love white terrifying so mm-hmm. this yeah. the credentials for this bad boy is that it's been on most haunted but then oh my god i love like the majority haunted. of places my last one was on most haunted as well so we're like a bit of oh my most god. haunted endorsement so Okay, endorsed by something. Arrington nice. Manor is kind of, it's in the middle of the Arrington Down Nature Reserve. So it was built mm. in eight hundred and seventy two AD. So it is an old boy. And during Damn. that time eight British monarchs have owned it, including Edward the Confessor, mm-hmm. William the Conqueror, Henry the Eighth, Elizabeth the First, and Charles the First. So Oh my god, yeah, this place like is these cursed. are some intense monarchs living there, like with a lot of darkness yeah. behind them. So that's your first red flag right there. Is that Oh, yeah. that's more than a red like, flag, sweetheart. That's a bouquet of red flags. flags. So this property is currently owned mm-hmm. by the Pulford family. And they don't well, it's they kind of do embrace it as a haunted location, but they don't so much do like right. tours and stuff like that, but you can stay here. Um, so they actually, I believe, they mm. still live in this manor because they've only, like, set certain rooms that you can hire. And, like, oh, my God, they are gorgeous okay. rooms. So they are very beautiful. But the stories that kind of come from this place are very creepy. And, like, I think oh. you can so easily just go and, explore, like, explore it paranormally with or without an investigation or, like, a tour. So I'm going to okay. first tell you the kind of like big story and then I've got someone's experience of what occurred with this story. So Ooh. the first story is of Annabelle Lee. And Annabelle Lee, again, was a young girl who died before her time because oh, she was murdered by her brother. Yeah. <gasps> and Savage. she was murdered by her no brother way. after she witnessed her brother suffocating her father so he murdered her to get rid of the evidence essentially um so it's said that she was thrown from the highest window um and then obviously died when she was thrown from this highest window and yep he heated her out the window and oh my god it's extreme like the haunting is extremely active in the room that she was thrown from so the highest room in the building is extremely Mm -hmm. haunted you can hear her sobbing Yikes. and you can also hear her calling for her oh mother. No. So oh like no. that is so sad. Like there's no tomorrow. Oh um, my god. So then the story that kind of comes along with this a little bit was the Count Slade de Pomeroy. Of course. Like what a I'm sorry, what a <laughs> name. <laughs> so Yeah. That sounds yeah, like a, creepy, isn't a vampire. It? So he was like aware yeah. of this story and had an experience that initially he believed to be to do with this, but it turned out to okay. possibly not to be the case. So in the middle of the night, oh, Count oh. Slade de Pomery 
was woken up regularly by knocking at his door. And so he opened it and there was nobody there. And he believed this to do be mm-hmm. to do with kind of like the stories and stuff that were going on. However, one day he had the knock at the door, he opened his door and he was pushed back into his room by hands that he couldn't see. <gasps> and what gets creepy about Stop. this is housekeeping were walking by at that time. And it said that they saw two monks yeah. pushing him back into the room. <gasps> no. So no way. So they they saw it, but he yeah, didn't, so he even didn't he see anyone pushed. pushing them. But the <gasps> housekeeping saw the no. monks pushing him. Like I know. Always what is monks, it with monks? monks and oh little my girl god! Ghosts. Wow. Monks and little girl ghosts dominate they, like, 100% the paranormal. <laughs> but yeah, so they're like the stories. oh my god, but, like. A lot of quite troubled monarchs lived here and owned it. So I feel like Mm. it can't be Mm -hmm. it for stories. Like, I feel like there's got to be a lot more there. But I think primarily they're trying to be like a romantic weekend away kind of hotel. So as much as they did have this haunted come in, I think they're still trying to keep it under wraps a little bit. Oh my god, we should definitely yes. watch the most haunted like, episode. Seriously, we go. I feel like we just need to binge some most haunted anyway. And I can't remember which I'm down one this that. is because um, on my notes, both my notes for this place and the next one I'm going to talk about, I've just written featured on most haunted. Mm-hmm. But on one of these places yeah. is one of the most active episodes they've ever had. But I can't remember which one it is. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, Don't tell creepy. me and we'll just so find that out. <laughs> Ariton Manor in the gorgeous Isle of Wight. And it is oh, like wow. a really beautiful Ariton place. Manor. Okay. I bet. I mean, if, yeah. if all of those monarchs live there, it has to be absolutely gorgeous. So I can kind of understand why they sort of like yeah. keep the whole paranormal aspect of it wrapped away because it exactly. must be gorgeous and it would be the perfect place for like weddings and like we can get away and like cute stuff. Other, you know? aren't you really? Like if you've got a creepy looking place, you go down the haunted route. If it's a pretty place, you go down the, oh, yeah. there's nothing going on here. No creepy ghosts are going to get into bed yeah, with you as true. a couple. <laughs> no exactly and i guess once you go down yeah. the monster as well you can't really go back and it can yeah look very and i guess if sometimes. you just kind of keep it closed mm-hmm. off a little bit you kind of open up your options a bit mm-hmm. true well i would it's like to invest in this romantic place. getaway um mate yes <laughs> a cute romantic getaway for the two of us um <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm sure our boyfriend will be very happy about that. Probably just be glad to get rid of us while we're talking about all the stuff. They will. My my boyfriend will be like, "It's great. Yeah. Does this mean I can just play the Xbox? You can go. I don't have to hear you asking oh, for man, attention." All day. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> start a club. Um, okay, next one. I'm so excited about this one. Um, there are kind of two aspects to this. There's the creepy haunted side which you'll, you know, you'll get to. But there's also, Ooh. like, a very fun, nerdy side that I just love. It's just, like, oh, a sweetener for it, you know? Um, so, this is Greyfriars... Kirk, sorry, Greyfriars... Oh, my God, Kirkyard I've been there, I think. ...in Edinburgh. Um, yeah! No way! I've been here. Oh, my God, you have ruined this. Oh, my God, this. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I okay. know why it's geeky. Okay, right, don't say anything. Yeah. This is exciting. You do? Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, okay, I'm going to talk. <laughs> um, so, 
Greyfriars Kirkyard. Um, it's a graveyard surrounding Greyfriars Kirk in Edinburgh. Um, and in the 19th century, a Scottish oh, policeman was killed, um, prompting his... Oh, yeah, this is a cute... <laughs> well, it's not cute, but it's, like, kind of sweet. Um, I wouldn't say cute. Um, basically, there are, a few, there are quite a few stories of, like, haunted stuff in this situation. Obviously, it's a graveyard. Um, but there's this one story about a Scottish policeman who was killed, and he had this, like, really oh, devoted Bobby. pet dog <laughs> who basically, like, just set up vigil alongside him at his grave for 14 years after he was laid to rest. Aww. So the dog would be there for 14 years. He just went every single day. Um, it was a terrier. Um, yeah, so the Bobby. Greyfriars Bobby, it's called. Um, and he was said to have died on the 14th Aww. of January, 1872. Um, but apparently those who, like, walk in the grounds at night, so the old dog still makes himself known. And he, like, barks and stuff. And so if someone, like, goes up to, like, his master's grave, he, like, has a little bark. Oh, and do you want to know something really cute from when I was there as well? is there is a massive Absolutely. pile of sticks in the graveyard like that people leave as like a Stop. little token to Bobby. It's so cute. That is so cute. Yeah. Oh my, well, that's why Bobby wouldn't there. leave the sticks. That's like the whole idea. Yeah, very cute. No. Oh my God, that's adorable. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, there have also been... So aside from that, like I think that was really sweet. But apart from that, there there have been a lot of reports about this yeah. really threatening ghost, um, known as George Mackenzie, um, and he was a prosecutor of the Scottish Covenant Covenant. <laughs> Wait, let me actually read this word: Covenanters. <laughs> Covenanters. 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 Got it. Um, were there so um believers say that after a homeless man disturbed george mckenzie's final resting place in 1999 mckenzie's ghost became troubled um and has triggered some strange goings on in the cemetery ever since um so george mckenzie um in the 17th century scotland had obviously like a really intense religious struggle and that all started because king charles introduced the common book of prayers um and that was like supposed to be sort of like the only thing people would follow it was like you know we are mm. this now and this is the only book of prayers that you should you can't worship anything else you can't follow any other standards this is what we as scotland are following um and he basically declared that any opposition to the book was treason um and basically george mckenzie was a draconian lawyer like he was evil um and he was the man responsible for putting all of the opposition to this new book of prayers down um, so, like I said, he was a lawyer, um, and during the reign of Charles II, he quickly earned a reputation Ooh, as one of the most vicious persecutors. Yeah. Um, so apparently, he had a, a brutal and unfeeling treatment of the prosecutors, um, and it earned him like the nickname of Bloody Mackenzie, um, and like that just is spelled weirdly, but it basically just means like. Um, to be like covered or smeared in, or like running with blood Gross. Um, so that was kind of like his nickname um, so he imprisoned so many people and he would imprison them in a section of that um, courtyard of that graveyard um, yeah absolutely terrifying um, and apparently he was Ugh. said to have delighted in their torture um, and apparently guards were allowed to beat those people um, like at their will whenever they wanted to do whatever they wanted and eventually when they were going to kill those people their heads Ugh. were put on spikes yeah. and put at the gate yeah 
Yeah. Um, and so after his death, Mackenzie was put in like a mausoleum um, at that graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, the very same graveyard. He was prosecuting all of those people who resisted the new law. Um, and his mausoleum has been a set, like a site of so many different um, desecrations. So basically in 1999, the homeless man was like seeking out shelter. And um, he went into Mackenzie's oh mausoleum and fell through the floor. Um, yeah, apparently the resulting hole that that caused can actually still be seen. Um, and in 2004, um, two teens broke into the tomb and removed oh, a number of why? unidentified remains. Um, yeah, I know. I yeah. like, why would you do that? Like, get a better thing to do on a weekend. Um, and apparently they even oh my God, like beheaded one of the corpses thing, and, and get this. Oh, get this, right? They then Oh my god, I did think you were gonna say something else though, and I was worried for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well there you go, there it is. (laughs) Um yeah. Um so they were found and tried under like the centuries old grave robbing law. Um and it's called violation of sepulture, which just means it just means tomb, um, like violation of someone's resting place. Um and so after all of the disruption in the mausoleum, it became, like, a mm-hmm. focus of so much, like, local superstition. Um, and people reported loads of, like, ghostly activity around it, um, like, including, like, scratches and bruises. And it's all attributed to loads of, like, there are so many different accounts, but apparently oh. Mackenzie's poltergeist is there. Um, and apparently he's known to be, and this is, like, a direct quote, as oh, horrific God. in death as he Such was great. in life. I actually have a story that won't ever yeah. So I went on a tour oh, go on. about the geeky go on. thing that I'm sure you're about to mention. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm we went into me, yeah. the graveyard and she's telling us all, all the geeky stuff. But then she was saying how um, she was like, oh, if you're mm. interested, the same company that I work for does do ghost tours around here. And obviously my ears pricked up and I was like, hello, mm-hmm. interesting. And um, she was saying that yeah. her friend who went to the ghost <laughs> tour had done a tour one night and there was someone on it who didn't really want to be there. They were kind of there because everyone else wanted to go on this tour and they weren't particularly interested. And, um, yeah, like, they were kind of sulking. Okay. They didn't believe any of it at all. And then the tour guide had basically said, like, okay. you know, okay. if you're brave enough, you can go and look into this mausoleum. Like, oh, there's, like you said, like, lots of dark connotations mm-hmm. with it and, like, people claim to see stuff and all that jazz. And he, like, so the tour guide was saying yeah. that the person had looked into the mausoleum and then had seen, I think it was right. a pair of red eyes, had been scratched. Stop it. And was just absolutely, like, in no. shock. Like, and the tour guide, oh get my honest, God. And the tour guide had never seen anything now. like that happen. Like, he'd heard, like, been on tours and, like, heard other stuff and all those kind of things, but he'd never had that much of a direct effect on this like non-believer wow that is yeah see i always think it's so much more terrifying when someone who like does not believe in it at all like mm-hmm. not even a shred isn't even open to the idea of it yeah like has that a makes situation where they're just terrified yes and they come out of it and they're like yeah. what was that yeah oh my god so that was bad that's mad no honestly like i'm sorry that you've already been here but we're going (laughs) i fully think everyone needs to visit at least once in their life like and it's so spooky and because when i went to edinburgh i went by myself i didn't do any of the creepy stuff so i didn't do any ghost tours or anything like that so i've missed out on all of that aspect of edinburgh 
Yes, definitely. Well, round two. Hell yeah. Um, I love that you went by yourself, though. I really think traveling by yourself is, like, one of the best things you can do. From. (laughs) It wasn't the most intense thing, but... (laughs) You still traveled around. It counts. Um, Get geeky. So that's some of the spooky stuff in there. (laughs) Hannah already knows about this, but I was going to say, if you weren't sold by that, I have a really spooky... Oh, my God. Yes, I love it. Not spooky, but just a sweetener for you. Oh, my God, I love this. So, J.K. Rowling, our beautiful wonderful she, well, she does a lot dick, of actually but um she does she does you're you're absolutely right yes she does a lot of charity <laughs> and that's the, the bit that counts um but so she basically so took loads mm-hmm. of inspiration from the names oh, and the gravestones there for characters in harry potter and it is insane uh-huh. when i was researching this i was like no way so um basically when you go in um just steps from the elephant house yeah. uh, where J.K. Rowling completely penned the first book um, you'll find Mr. Potter um, you'll yeah like the, all of, like a bunch of the Potters are basically featured on the Giles grave I believe in the northern yard so it's close to the entrance of the whole graveyard you'll find the Potters which I think is just absolutely insane um, and then if you head through there's apparently this massive archway in the Flodden Wall um, I think it's called. And if you go to the west, mm-hmm. you'll find the grave of William McGonagall. Um, and so obviously uh, he was the inspiration uh, behind Professor McGonagall. Um, but in life, William McGonagall was by all accounts <laughs> Scotland's worst poet. Um, and apparently <laughs> he was the person that made like the infamous minimalist Scottish poem, which was, <laughs> I saw a cow, it's not there now. Oh, which my, I just so think Scottish is the funniest thing. <laughs> I know. I saw a cow. He's not there now. Um, but yeah. So then, if you bear left at the Flodden Wall, you'll find the grave of Mrs. Elizabeth Moody, um, and she was the inspiration for Alistair Mad Eye Moody. But the most yes. impressive of all, the most impressive. If you keep going near the Flodden Wall, you'll find none other than Lord Voldemort himself. Yeah, the grave of Thomas Riddle. It's amazing. Um, so actual Thomas Riddle died in Trinidad in 1802 at the age of 26. Um, and his grave is so popular mm-hmm. now that it's literally marked on Google Maps. Um, it's so mad. So we have a village graveyard with a cute-ass dog ghost, um, yeah. a scary ghost, and a bunch of Harry Potter references. Like, so honestly, I'm sorry, I loved it. but we're going. I love this place. <laughs> And I've had like I had the best brunch um, of my yeah. life in a the, in a cafe directly opposite the elephant. Oh, like so I could see it from a distance. Oh no way! I like it was it was a good breakfast. Sold. I'm sold. I already so, yeah. was sold. But I've just resold you on your own sales pitch. <laughs> oh my god! You've but, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Like, like I absolutely. Edinburgh's incredible. <laughs> We're going back. We're doing the vaults. We're gonna do it all. And, like, I had yeah. some of my creepiest experiences so in Edinburgh as well, so. No. Yeah, and so you weren't even trying as well. Like, you were actively avoiding Edinburgh, that. definitely haunted. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, yeah. Gorgeous place. Oh, I love it. I love it. You win. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's what I have on Greyfriars Churchyard in Edinburgh. <laughs> you definitely like brought me back You're to welcome. it and made You're me so reminisce welcome. on it, which was very nice. I enjoyed that. 
oh, a very lush I'm place. I'm glad. I'm really glad. So <laughs> I am going to finish off with <laughs> the Jamaica Inn in Cornwall. Oh, I like. I'm going here. Like we are going. I'm so excited. It's incredible. So again, this was featured on Most Wanted, and there's just so much like history oh, and stuff ever. going on in this story. So. The Jamaica Inn was built in 1750 as a coaching inn for weary travellers who were travelling between the Launceston and Bodmin Moors. Don't know if I said that right. <laughs> um, so the Moors were incredibly treacherous right. and this was kind of like a safe spot, stopping point. So it starts off quite nice at being like a, a light in the distance kind of thing. But then... Was it was say, also sounds kind of sweet. used largely to smuggle <laughs> <But> contraband, <laughs> mainly brandy and tea. So, um, mm-hmm. it, obviously, it's on the Cornwall coast. Like, well, it's near the Cornwall coast, so it's a stopping point to be able to do the smuggling. And what's quite cool is they still have a smuggling museum within the inn so that contains lots of artifacts from Ooh. the smuggling days. So. Like, my first thought is, like, that's what's no way. Right, right there. And it could be, that like, a lot so of people cool. think it's called the Jamaica Inn because stuff was being smuggled from Jamaica. That is not actually the case. It was named yeah. for the Trevellini family, I think. And they were actually governors of Jamaica. Okay. So it's named after that instead. No way. So yeah, pretty interesting. Oh my god, that's so cool. Forwards in time, in the nineteenth century, it was a very popular place for a gang of wreckers to hang out. So, a gang of wreckers essentially they would use beacon lights on the coastline to entice in ships, and when they would crash into the rocks below, they would loot them. So. They would, basically, the ships thought they were safe right. to come in. They were being guided by a lighthouse, whereas actually it was people who were going to be stealing everything. So this was kind of like a famous place for this, that people would come here that had done that. So that expands its dark history a little bit. And then the history mm-hmm. kind of goes further, interestingly, because it's actually the setting for the Daphne du Maurier novel of the same name. Yeah, so this, oh so basically, God, no was inspired because her friend ended up lost on the moors, and her friends actually was saved by her horses who brought her into the inn. So that is the inspiration for that. And again, no like way. there's a whole thing in the Jamaica Inn dedicated to that. They're quite big on embracing what they're known for. So, like, they've got a smuggler section, a Daphne du Maurier yeah. section, and even on the website, they have a ghost section. No way. Wait, yeah. Daphne du Maurier was, um, she's so, like, Rebecca a big well, name. Right? Oh, oh, my God. So, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, then, oh my God. I'm trying to think of the right way to do this. There's then a kind of a non-confirmed but very believed kind of incident that occurred here. And that was of a murder of a unknown right. man. So he was essentially a stranger Ooh. and he was at the bar and he was enjoying a glass of ale when someone 
stuck their head in from the door outside sure. and asked for him to come outside for a, a chat, we would presume. Um, so he left his half-finished oh, okay. glass of ale on the side and went outside and he was never seen alive again. So then his corpse was later found on the way. So it's said that this dead man's corpse regularly returns to the bar searching for his half-finished drink. And if that's not like, if that's not the most English... That's what I would go back for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, only an English ghost so would be like, yo, back. I'm dead, but I didn't finish my ale. Um, Can I other go accounts also see this man sat on the wall outside the inn. So it's it's kind of thought that he's very lost and doesn't know, like, where to go. He Aww. just kind of, yeah. Should we <laughs> leave it there? I wonder if people we should do, go do and that. We should buy him an ale. I imagine people probably do. Leave it so, there. Probably. Yeah. Definitely. If we've so thought of again, someone else, he <laughs> is not the only ghost of the Jamaica Inn. There's also said to be, and like this, I find hilarious. This is Ooh. everywhere, but there's no more details. So there was there's a man in a tricone hat and right. a cloak who will walk through solid doors and walls, but like there's no explanation for this. He just has a hat and, is that it? and walks through <laughs> walls. I feel like I've seen yeah. that like it's representation like in so many places. Thing, with yeah, yeah, so, but I don't know, also maybe with he's no just explanation, like patron or I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, so he's quite regularly seen, hmm. and it's also said that you can yeah. hear people talking in a foreign tongue. However, this foreign tongue is actually thought to be Old Cornish. Ooh. So that's quite cool. Um, it's quite commonly said that like okay. managers in the like back office hear yeah. that happening. And then, yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, um, also a common thing <sighs> is cool. that you can hear horses' hooves and mm. wheels turning on the cobbled courtyard outside, which I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that it's like nice. feels it's quite really like, nostalgic for nice me for some reason. I don't know why, really, isn't it? So. Like I said, they really embrace mm. the ghost tour here. So you can do weekend ghost tours, late night ghost mm-hmm. tours. Um, they offer specific rooms for ghost hunters. So you can do a thing where you can do a ghost tour. <gasps> no way. And within your ghost tour, you get a three-course meal. I think it's like a three-course meal, the ghost tour in the evening, seven <gasps> pounds. And then you get like half off your room as well. So you can like stay and continue on so no. they really do oh my god i love embrace it, it here. take my um, money oh i've just spotted another thing oh my god so um they also is said that in room okay. five there is a distressed mother and a crying baby so again that we've got a crying child Aww. oh yes but it's said that the most Always important the rooms are room three children. four five <laughs> and six so we want one of those realistically Okay. Yes. We should take a few people with us. Oh my god, yes. Let's do um, And we all split up and look for clues. <laughs> Literally. So, <laughs> of course, like, they've got lots of different <laughs> accounts from these ghost tours and stuff. But the most up-to-date and creepy thing I'm going to finish on took place in 2018. Now, that is recent. <laughs> and basically, you can find this on... <laughs> if you just Google it, it will come up. But there is... CCT evidence of 
right. what is thought to be a phone no. being flung off the hook in the restaurant, like in the back of the restaurant. Stop. Like it's creepy. Like you can, You're you lying. could debunk it, and I think it is important to say that. Like it is just a, essentially, right. it's a phone on a wall, and then it just comes off and it goes flying to the floor, and um, mm-hmm. there's no one around it. There's no one. Like there's okay. no way it could have been like bumped or something like that yeah like it could have fallen or like but it could have just fallen on the other side or anything like that but realistically it looks very creepy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um in the cctv footage it's in like the the back bit of the restaurant i can't think what it's called a kitchen there we go um (laughs) don't know why that was such a struggle to come Mm -hmm. to that (laughs) But so there's one employee in the kitchen <laughs> and they're like doing something on the back wall and you can see the phone come off the wall and go flying down and the employee turns and is absolutely baffled by how this has happened. Like she's just looking at the phone on the floor, like looking confused. Oh. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Quite recent, like semi-evidence, which I think is oh awesome. Oh my God. So Yeah. That is the Jamaica Inn. I like it. I really like it. We're going. Oh my I god. So I can't cool. believe we've gone through everything already. I want to keep going. <laughs> like it's I'm so down for that. We have to compile a yeah. list and it kind of, of like which ones we're gonna go the fact to. That we can't so go anywhere at the moment. It's like building up my hype for when we can go to these places, then we can go all out and do them. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like exactly for like for anyone that <laughs> like is actually listening if anyone ever listens um we had big plans for this like we started going um like last year yeah, we, when we were ready to do more and that's like something that we absolutely love um yeah we were this will do until we can get fun. back on our this is a fun substitute i like it absolutely yes but unfortunately for now that is all we have um, yeah, so we're we'll done be for back today, again soon. but we will see you all next week. Yeah, we will work what... out something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see you all. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>